I would like for you to believe in your capacity to change and to know that you really do have the internal resources you need to create what you never knew you could. It's not just a fancy saying, it's really true. And I would leave you with two questions if you are considering a change, a change that you probably know you need to make, but you've not yet done that. Ask yourself, if I don't make this change, what will my life be like? How will I be? If I don't make this change, how will it impact those around me, my family, my friends, my community? If I don't make this change, if I don't cross this bridge from stuck to freed from stuck, how will it ultimately impact our world? What will the ramifications be? But if I do decide to make this change, to take that step across the bridge, how will it impact me? If I do make this change, what will be the result for my children, my friends, my family, my community? How will making this change affect my health, my finances, my relationships, my spirituality, my life? How will making this change potentially impact our community and our world? And as you stand at that crossroad and you ask both of those questions, please trust that you have the capacity to figure out and to find the resources you need to be able to make the change. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, come on in today. Welcome to everybody. Thank you. Let's do something today to help build you up buttercup. All right. Let's get some, and you know, it's a motivation, inspiration. Let's encourage each other. To, you know, when we know things come in life that we can get through it and still have a great time, great life, and go from there. Hey, today our guest, she helps people become free from stuck. Hey, you ever been stuck before? I know I have. So she's going to help you get freed from stuck by showing them how to access internal resources they never knew they had to create what they never knew they could and combine them with coaching, counseling, and hypnosis. There we go. Try to spit that out for a second. Hey, she is the author of the book. Let's put that book up here. Author of the book called Free from Stuck, Dare to Cross the Bridge Beyond Grief, Trauma, and Self-Sabotage to Discover Lasting Change Now. Welcome to the show, Susie Hayes. Thank you, Dr. James. It is a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, no, no. Thank you. I'm glad you're here so you can uh, help get us going and get us fired up today. So uh, I like your book there, The Bridge right there. And 
And so uh, that's you running across the bridge. That's nice. So Well, that's not me, but um, yes, whoever's no, You should just go with the flow. Just say, yeah, this we physically fit. <laughs> and you should just go with the flow. Uh, I have to be honest and say that there. no, not me crossing that bridge. <laughs> there. Well, that's that's good that you're honest. So that's good. So and uh, from there, because I do believe I uh, do believe in the honesty format. So, all right, uh, Susan. Well, thank you again for being here, and uh, tell people thank you for sharing their time with us because we know that time is valuable, and we go from there. So, all right, Susie. So you come up with this. A uh, system of yours, okay, teaching people what they didn't know they had. Can you tell us how you come about this? Yes, I actually created the book when I came to understand that helping people become freed from stuck was what I have been doing all of my uh, career. And uh, it came about when a colleague of mine approached me, he had just started a publishing company. And he said, I know you have a book in you. And um, I said, no, I never wanted to write a book. But uh, in fact, we we did have a conversation and discovered that that was what I did. And so we uh, we went with that. And in the course of that exploration, I realized that there were actually five elements that were essential to becoming free from stuck and more importantly in order to stay freed from stuck good deal and i'm a firm believer that everybody should write a book uh if nothing else their memoir that way when they're dead and gone their great 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 kids can know how grandma used to be and how she went through tra- uh, times of tragedy and uh you know how you developed your uh, uh your information your course here and everything and yeah, I believe everybody should write. Now, everybody won't, but again, I believe everybody should. Just because I wish I would have got stories put in a book or format from my grandparents so I can remember them today. And, and so, but I believe everybody should write one. Well, I was pleased after I um, accomplished this. I don't have any uh, intention at this point to write any more books. Uh, but I'm very pleased with the results of of this piece. Good deal. And when did this uh, book come out? I believe it was published in 2017. Uh, okay. It's been out a few years, yeah. Oh, you're still young enough to get another 10 more books out. I could so, possibly, yes. Yeah, so it, it, it's exciting to, to think of the possibilities out there. My first, and How long did it take you to create this manuscript and to be published? Actually, I believe we we produced this in about three months. There we go. Moving on. Yes. Um, otherwise, you know, I've seen people tortured for very long periods of time writing. And um, we used a process primarily of interviewing that really helped us consolidate and put things together. And then he was very excellent in terms of organizing all of the information and actually uh, came up with the idea of creating an acronym for those five elements of the F-R-E-E-D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of acronyms. So they, they re- they're they tremendous in helping you remember things and place things in order with those. Ac- I'm really big of that. So yeah. um, with three months, I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing in itself, taking three months to do this. So my first book took me uh, 12 years. Wow. So, um, and I just... 
started off how I got in the wheelchair and everything and was going to talk about overcoming. And then uh, I tell people it's, it's a miracle, you know, how we upgrade our computers that I didn't lose this manuscript from computer to computer to computer because uh, I know I would have never uh, started all over So uh, from there. So uh, it only took me 12 years to finally do it. Well, you know, um, but you did it. But we did it. So, yeah. all right, uh, Miss Susie. So let's uh, let's get into um, get into this this program that you got and uh, see how how we can help people out there. All right. Well, I use the metaphor as you could see from the picture of the book of crossing the bridge from stuck to freed from stuck, and we designed the F R E E D to identify the five elements. So F. Uh, represents facing the bridge. And this is about identifying what I call is the real problem, because sometimes we think that something is keeping us stuck. And then we try to proceed to move forward and we don't have results. So it's really important that we're clear about identifying what's really the challenge, what really is the problem. And more often than not, The problem that is keeping us stuck is not necessarily external, but rather it's internal, having to do with some point of pain inside of us or some unmet need. So once we identify that, then we can better understand and prepare how we're going to move from stuck to freed from stuck. And the second uh, letter, R, is recognize the bridge. And this is about looking across the bridge to the destination. And in looking at that, creating a very vivid picture that is emotionally charged of where we believe our life will be when we make the change or changes that we know we need to make. The more vivid it is, the more emotion invested in it, Um, the greater that vision can magnetize us across the bridge. So when we have that in front of us and we stay focused on that, it fuels us to be able to weather crossing the bridge when the rain comes and the wind blows and things get unsteady. It's very, very important that we have that vision in front of us to guide us and to draw us across the bridge. The E is for embrace the bridge. And this is about identifying any blocks or obstacles that might be there for us, either externally or internally, and then putting together a strategy, a plan for crossing the bridge. The next E is exit the bridge. And this is about being aware of the need to let go of what is no longer serving us. And when we do that, it requires that we grieve. And not very many talk about the importance of grief in the change process, but it is so important because grief is the most difficult task that we engage in as human beings. And to the depth that we love is the depth that we grieve. To the depth that we are attached is to the depth that we grieve. But it's very, very important that we are willing to let go 
of those things that are not in our best interest in order to create a higher quality of life. And then D is discovering our our, um, destiny as we arrive at the destination. And by that, I mean, as we are going through the change process, as we are transforming, we come to know ourselves better. We come to know who we are, what's important to us, what fuels us, what brings us purpose, what our passions are about, what satisfies us. And the more that we become aware of that, then the more we become aware of what I call our destiny or our purpose. And that is so important to appreciate in the change process because it isn't just about arriving at a goal or having a success or making a change uh, in terms of a destination, but rather appreciating the internal change potential that takes place inside of us whenever we're becoming freed from stuck. And then, of course, we need to appreciate that every time we arrive at a destination, there will be another bridge and another bridge and another bridge because that is our journey as human beings. Life comes around and catches up with you more often than what you think or hope it wouldn't. So I like the acronyms which you uh, put forward there. The one that uh, really stands out to me is your second E when you're exiting. Uh, to to me, the, the part that I see from uh, several people, some of my friends I'll go ahead and say, is they just want to hang on to their past. And they can't move forward in life because I had a DUI 40 years ago and they're whining and crying. But again, they're not really doing anything to move forward to it. But yeah, they, they want to hang on to use their past as an excuse on not to go forward. And so, yeah, when you say exit, yeah, you got to exit that stuff. Forgive yourself what happened and go for it. We're goofy. We're going to do goofy stuff when we get older. We did it when we're younger. We're just humans and we're going to do that we're not going to be perfect once we figure it out we're still going to goof up so move forward forgive yourself move forward absolutely and permission to goof up and move forward is so important in terms of our satisfaction in life and and you know i think dr james you're you're touching on an important issue with regard to if we allow ourselves to stay in a place of having been victimized. Um, We relinquish our ability to create change because it's only when we take full responsibility for ourselves and our choices that we really become empowered to create change. So as long as we're into you know, blaming others, blaming the past, blaming systems. Uh, It becomes really, really difficult to move forward because that kind of perspective is really disempowering. When we say, you know, this is my day here today. I have the ability to make so many choices. And with each choice, I determine 
whether I'm going to improve the quality of my life or diminish the quality of my life. And when I realize that I have that power with every choice that I make, then I'm able to move forward in my life and potentially build momentum toward the quality of life that I want and the success that I want. Yeah, I agree. And, and from there, yeah. And so I uh, also like, I like the idea that once we take on full responsibility, we can still use our past to springboard us over this bridge. Uh, by it, it could give us purpose. Uh, say I did get a DUI 40 years ago. I could use that DUI to straighten myself up and it become a, a counselor to help other people get off alcohol or work with the organization MAD. Okay, or maybe in the past you had cancer and now you want to be a counselor or help someone. I mean, if if nothing else, driving someone to get their treatments and bringing them back home uh, safely when they're not feeling good. I mean, so much that can go on. Again, I know I'm sticking on the past. It's just that they could use that still to benefit than let it hinder them. Yes, you know, um. The challenges of our life experiences, all of us, every one of us, every human being that's been on the planet have challenges. We've had losses. We've been betrayed. We've made mistakes. Others have disappointed us. There's trauma. There is disease. There are financial challenges. There are relational disappointments. This is part of our human experience. And if we become entangled in the the negative narrative of those experiences, we miss out on gleaning the wisdom and the insight that is there for us in those experiences. And absolutely, you're right. We can take the challenges of our life, we can take the losses and the traumas, the difficulties, the failures, we can take those experiences and from them, we can reach out and extend to other people encouragement. We can be there because we've been there. We can extend empathy and insight and we can be there for one another out of our woundedness. We do not have to be held back by our woundedness. Now, again, FREED, what's the acronym again? F-R-E-E-D. And meaning again? Face the bridge, recognize the bridge, embrace the bridge, exit the bridge, and discover the destination. Yep, I love the discovering the destination to see what's out there capable of what you can do. And again, to help the fellow person in the long run, then they can learn from you to help someone else later on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, Dr. James, we're kind of all in this together. Whether, yeah, whether people like it or not. Whether yeah, we like it or not. You know, we all have people that we would prefer they are not in our lives. You know, we just do. Um, uh, you know, I'm thankful for the people that I don't pers- don't like in my life or don't want it. But I'm thankful they did cross me into my life 
for me to learn to stay away from that, to not be involved in that, to learn, yeah, just to learn what I don't need to be involved in and to move on. So, but yeah, 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 you know, we don't have to love and like whatever situation we're going through, but we need to accept it so we can move forward in life. Yes, I, I think it's uh, it, it would be an, uh, an unrealistic expectation that we're only going to have people in our lives that that we like or they like us or that, you know, we are going to all have um, the same values or perspectives. It is in our it is in our diversity that we experience the kaleidoscope of life. Uh, that's what brings the beauty to us, even though it may not always feel that way. Um, sometimes people can be annoying. Uh, sometimes they can be difficult. Um, sometimes they can even be, you know, toxic or dangerous. But it's it really is about our learning how to live together in a way that is honest and respectful and caring. While, as you were mentioning, we also attend to our boundaries. Um, I was listening to a podcast, um, I think a couple weeks ago by Brene Brown, and she was talking about research and compassion. And she said one of the surprising results that um, they discovered was that people who had the highest degree of compassion also had the strongest boundaries, meaning that their capacity to care for themselves allowed them to have the energy and the focus to be able to reach out and be compassionate to others. After saying that, that just made me just think just for a second there that, yeah, for them to have the uh, strongest compassion along with the boundaries, I mean, that, that's, that probably is right. I mean, I never thought of it like that before. But, yeah, I mean, because they have the compassion to want to do and everything, but also where is that line to stay away from it? So, yeah, that uh, I, I, wouldn't, I didn't think of that. But, uh, yeah, so – and go back a minute ago, uh, yeah, we can just – uh, disagree with each other. It goes back to uh, doing it respectfully, caring. Yeah, all this other stuff. Where people were today, man. You you can't say something without uh, hurting somebody, and they're ready to retaliate and everything. Instead of just going, yeah, you got your opinion, I got mine. Hey, let's go get a cheeseburger or something. I mean, it's not. It seems like we're far away from any, uh, any of that. And I used to uh, coach a baseball team year many years ago. And I got to talk to one of the umpires because, you know, coaches and umpires rarely agree with every call, you know, in, in the game. And so we were talking after the game one time and and we were we become pretty good friends. But he made a comment that uh, maybe uh, realized this. He said, he said, you know, we can uh, disagree and still be friends. We can still, again, like you said, be respectful and caring and things like that. He said, because if we both agree on both of what each other's saying and say, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, somebody's lying, <laughs> you know, cause we're not going to be, you know, uh, 100% agree with everything in life. He said, but if, if one of us is doing, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, or both of them doing it, then somebody's lying <laughs> out there. 
Absolutely. And we, part of what we cherish is the freedom to be able to speak, the freedom to share our ideas, to share our perspectives. And I think that certainly something that that is so essential for us to cultivate in our relationships is our capacity to listen. Um, and, And that's not always easy because particularly if we feel very strongly about something, we want to be able to you know, speak, speak our perspectives, speak what we experience as our truth. Mm -hmm. And when that is contrary to someone else, and they disagree, we can't imagine how they could disagree, because of course, we're the right one. And so it becomes sometimes a challenge to listen. And yet, listening is so important to be able to find common ground and common understanding and common values. And it is from that place of shared values and shared commitment that we can create change in a community. The only way that can happen is if there is not only the room to speak, but also the honoring of listening. And it's so amazing when we sit down and talk with someone who has a different perspective and we begin to really listen and ask questions to better understand. I, I had this, uh, I had this kind of conversation just a couple of weeks ago at some friends um, at a cocktail hour. And um, we started to talk about something and I think it kind of drifted into something political. and. We began to talk, and at the end of the conversation, this man said to me, you know what I realize? We're not really that far apart. Oh, yeah. And I said, you're absolutely right. When it's all said and done, for the majority of us, we're not that far apart. And to be able to find that, to take the time to really have a thoughtful conversation and really listening and understanding has such great value. It's sad that, uh, like you said, a friend mentioned, we're really closer than we could anticipate, even though we disagree on things. But it's so sad that the little that we're different, more of these uh, or these uh, uh, major wars or whatever is coming out of it, all these gang fights or whatever it is is going on just because of the little that we do disagree. And it just, I guess it's just so powerful in their stance, I guess, but still it goes back to, we need to be respectful enough that we can say, yep, you're right. And everything you got your opinion. I got mine uh, from there. All right. And now uh, Susie, uh, tell us a little bit how how are you going to find help someone to find something they never knew they had, okay? Deep down internal and what they can cre- create they never know they could. Well, I'll tell you the the best way to be able to access that and to know that is by asking good questions, and that is certainly 
how I work with people in my curiosity to know and understand. And the greater we develop our capacity to ask good questions, the more likely we are to get better answers. And so in order to really explore what's going on inside of us, being able to ask good questions is so important. And I sometimes say to people that I'm working with, you just need to know we're not going to water ski, we're going to deep dive. And that is so important because that's where the richness is Mm -hmm. for us to really be able to go inside and to not only explore those parts of ourselves that have been hurt or wounded or need healing or in fear, but to be able to also go in and explore and appreciate the gifts that we have inside to be able to live our life. And we have so many resources, so many gifts, so many skills, such amazing intelligence that resides inside of us. And we can learn how to use that, how to cultivate that, how to um, develop those skills. And and that is about self-awareness and about practice, really, of learning how to live a good quality of life. Yeah, I've sometimes tell people that sometimes we're going through something in life and it's to prove to us at the end how strong we really are. Again, we don't have to like what's going on. We don't have to accept. Uh, we, we have to accept it, yes. We don't have to like or love what's going on. And it could be something that we brought on ourselves from just our nature of what we're doing, again, or it be brought on to us. You know, my example is, is that if a family's going to church one Sunday and they get hit by a drunk driver, and now this family has to suffer the consequences of the guy that decided to drink and drive. And so, again, we, we don't have to love and like it, and it could be brought on to us. It could be, again, what we've done. But we've got to be able to take that pain and learn from it and go forward. And, again, I'm, I'm getting all like you. We've got to help the fellow man. We're in this thing together on this big ball of dirt together. And so let's try to make it uh, as easy and comfortable and fun-loving as as much possible. Absolutely. We are here to live our lives. And the more that we show up from... Our higher places, our higher ways of relating to one another, meaning being respectful and truthful and loving and compassionate and empathetic, the more that we cultivate that and we live our lives from those places, literally the better the world is because of it. And I think that we are seeing the results of a lot of fear and anger and hatred, and polarity, and toxicity, and we're weary. Our world is weary in the suffering, and we have to ask ourselves, how long are we going to continue to live in that way? 
How long are we going to continue to promote that? Or do we as individuals, you, Dr. James, and me, how do we decide to show up today to make the world a better place? How do we show up and bring our gifts? How do we show up and extend our compassion and our empathy and our understanding and our strength and our abilities? Those are the important questions. And therein, again, is our power to be able to not only change our lives, but to participate in the change of our world, which is needed right now. And, you know, you are the professor of perseverance. We're talking about, we're talking about a long run here. We're talking about a marathon. Like this isn't going to happen overnight. Yet we are in this race. We are in this run. We have the opportunity to create change. And it is going to require perseverance on our part to do that. All right. Hold on, Miss Susie. You said perseverance. So let me get you a fist bump here. Whoops, that's not the fist bump. There it is. <laughs> All right. So that's... Uh, what do I win? What do I win? One of my little toys. One of my little toys I'm playing with, uh, <laughs> trying to learn to do on this thing. So, uh, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm like you. To, you know, people get overwhelmed with, I can't change the world. Uh, okay, you don't have to change the world, but change your world. And when you're changing your world, anybody that comes revolving into you, you're going to help them change their world. And then it's going to be a chain reaction or throw a rock in the pond, ripple effect, however you want to look at it. So change your world and that's your world's going to help change the next person's world. And then eventually it's going to get around. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that people are looking, they're looking for people who are, happy. And by that, I mean, satisfied in their lives. They're living their lives well in terms of good choices and contribution and purpose. And people are looking to look to those people to show them how to do it and that it can be done even during these difficult and challenging times. It is it is so easy to be sucked in and participate in the the fear-based rhetoric, it is much more challenging to rise above that and say, I am not going to live in that space. I am not going to participate in that kind of toxicity. I'm going to step out into the world and I'm going to bring love and goodness and truth and quality and I'm going to show up in that way. And what that does is it not only brings such a great sense of satisfaction in our own lives, it shows other people a better way. It shows them that we can live a higher quality of life. We can be happy, if you will. We can be content. And even in life's struggles and sufferings and tragedies, I'm not talking about, you know, painting on a happy face all the time. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when we come to really know who we are, the magnificence of how we have been created and all of the amazing gifts 
that we have. When we get connected with that and aligned with that and we live from that place, the quality of our life changes. And those around us are looking for people to show them that that is possible. I was uh, graduating with my associate's degree, and the day before, they had a breakfast and giving awards out for whatever. I, I didn't know they did that in college. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, so the, got the invitation, and my mom and me went uh, for the breakfast, and I didn't know they were doing awards. They just thought we'd get a breakfast and say goodbye to everybody. And But the uh, uh, the president award, Dr. Hal R. Raymer Award, president of the community college, he had an award, and it, I ended up winning it. I had no clue I was even involved into the thing. You know, I remember they were talking about this person, talking about this person, and not giving up and start doing things. And I remember leading to my mom said, said, man, I want to meet this person. I get, and about the time they announced me being the winner of the President's Award. And so I go up there to receive it. And Dr. Raymer then told me, and you had mentioned this earlier, that um, there's going to be people watching you to see how you handle yourself in your situation. And they're going to try to steal your idea, not steal, borrow, take, learn from it, and try to have a you know a better life whenever a situation hits them. And that's true for any of us. People are watching us to see how we deal with our life and situation because they want to have a better one. Absolutely. And and it's honestly not about being perfect. No, no, no. It really is it, it about just, it just uh, present do, in a certain way. It's about being authentic, which means sometimes you're you're going to you're going to make a mistake. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to need to apologize. You're going to need to make amends. You're ne- going to need to correct something, and yet our ability to step up and do that more often than not actually brings greater respect to us. It's when we don't accept that as being part of our human experience that we're we're going to have limitations and blind spots and, and uh, we're going to make errors. Being able to accept that as part of our human experience and to take responsibility for that really is respected by other people. I, uh, when someone says to me, I am so sorry, I made a mistake. I don't respond to them by saying, you know, something snarky. You sure Uh, did. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I don't like guilt them or shame them for that. If they say, honestly, I, I made a mistake and I, I'm going to do what I need to do to correct it. I respect them for that. I respect them more for stepping up and and being that way. Oh, exactly. Yes, um, I'm I'm one of the first. It took me a long time to to really realize it, but I'm one of the first one that when I goof up, I go, "Hey, I goofed it up. Now, uh, I'll do what I can to make it better, to fix it, you know, and, and things like it." I, I, I people hear it from me every day, so I, it's not a big deal for me. But uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, but there's so many people out there, they'll goof up and then they want to find a way to blame it everywhere else. So, but yeah, I'm like you, man up and then just do the best you can from there. Yeah. So, and then you don't have to man up in front of me. Truthfully do it to yourself 
and straighten up. So, yeah. all right. Today, we've been talking with the author Freed from Stuck. All right. Freed from Stuck, the acronym Freed. Okay. From Stuck, dared across the bridge of uh, bridge beyond grief, trauma, and self-sabotage to discover lasting change now. Miss Susie Hayes, thank you for being here today. This is I've been, I've enjoyed our conversation today, and so uh, go ahead and tell us your uh, social media website. Anybody that uh, may want to reach out and uh, get some information, get some of your program, get some help, counseling from you. Absolutely, you can just go to freedfromstuck.com. If you'd like to have an initial forty-five minute consultation at no charge, no obligation. You can go there and sign up for that. There's also blogs and other articles and lots of resources for you. And the book we've been putting up on the screen, uh, I know it's an Amazon one. That's where I found it. Yeah. So you, you probably can find it on their website as well. Absolutely. So, all right. And uh, I'll tell everybody else to do the old Google search. I'm sure you put free from stuck. Uh, you'll come on up then on the Google search. And I'll put stuff uh, in the information notes as well to make it easier for people to click on some links. So... All right, Susie, uh, thank you for being here. Hey, you, we know there's people hurting and struggling today. And if you can leave us with a powerful message that would help them get through today, that'd be a blessing. I would like for you to believe in your capacity to change. And to know that you really do have the internal resources you need to create what you never knew you could. It's not just a fancy saying, it's really true. And I would leave you with two questions if you are considering a change, a change that you probably know you need to make, but you've not yet done that. Ask yourself, if I don't make this change, what will my life be like? How will I be? If I don't make this change, how will it impact those around me, my family, my friends, my community? If I don't make this change, if I don't cross this bridge from stuck to freed from stuck, how will it ultimately impact our world? What will the ramifications be? But if I do decide to make this change, to take that step across the bridge, how will it impact me? If I do make this change, what will be the result for my children, my friends, my family, com my community? How will making this change affect my health, my finances, my relationships, my spirituality, my life? How will making this change potentially impact our community and our world? And as you stand at that crossroad and you ask both of those questions, please trust that you have the capacity to figure out and to find the resources you need to be able to make the change. Preach it, sister. Tell it like it yeah. is. Don't hold back. 
That's what I like to hear. All right. Miss Susie, thank you again for being here. Susie Hayes, everybody, from Free From Stuck. Again, go check out the website and go from there. Check out her book as well. So, hey, I'm Dr. James Perdue. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.